What's your favorite airline? Probably American. American? Why? I don't know. We've always flown it, so. Mm. Mine's Alaska, so. Why Alaska? Um, my best friend's mom works for Alaska, so I get, like, family friend discount. Nice. Yeah. That's it. Welcome back to College Price Device. I'm Larissa. And I'm Olivia. Last week, we talked about work-life balance, and this week, we're talking about criticism. Okay. And with that, let's get into it. Yep. First things first, the biggest criticist in your college life are professors. The biggest critics. The biggest critics. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Biggest, biggest, <laughs> biggest critics in your life will be professors because they are the ones who determine your future <laughs> in a way. In a roundabout way. In, in Either through way. grades or networking, depending on your major. I know uh, us journalists are supposed to network with our professors, and that can be scary because, because they, they might hate you. And they might seem critical. And they might hate you. They probably don't hate you, but be nice to your professors. Well, my Amazon they, package is almost here. Your Amazon package is almost here? Yeah. Slay. Okay, anyways, yeah. Um, your they, professors probably won't hate you, but they're people too. They are. Treat I them with kindness. I have loved all of my professors so far. All of my professors have been very nice so far, um, for I, the most part, at least. I so. just, like, for me, growing up, I don't know if you relate to this at all or anybody else out there, but I was, like, the quote-unquote gifted kid growing up. Oh, me too. And so, like, everybody was like, oh, my God, Olivia, your writing is just amazing. It's phenomenal. Like, you're the best. You should, like, be a journalist. You should be a writer. You should be an author. Like, blah, 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 blah. Reading at a college level and, like, at, in like sixth elementary grade. school. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was me. And so like coming into, I took like all the AP classes, like for English too in high school. Mm. So, cause I was just, I like writing obviously. <laughs> and so coming to college and actually having like real people, <laughs> like not just like your high school peers or whatever. It's like, these are like other competitive hard-working people not that the people in your high school weren't competitive and they hard-working weren't. oh well i can critique my high school it's fine nobody okay. knows it. i'm not going to um <laughs> but i feel like you know in a high school setting it's like in not high school, as it, it to me it wasn't driven. as it wasn't as serious because it's like i am from a small high school and so it's like everybody knew everybody so it's like oh i'm grading like your paper haha ha, did a good job smiley face you know that type of yeah, thing yeah mine was like that for the most part too so it's like coming to college we're in like one of the biggest universities you know and there's just like a, an abundance of people from whatever background you know and so it's like going to like english 101 first semester I was just like oh my god like these are these are people who don't know who I am so they can just go all out like this essay stings this like sucks blah 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 blah, you know like facing real criticism and also your professors like they don't know like when you first obviously get there they don't know who you are like they don't know where you grew up like like what you're what background you're coming from you know what kind of 
skills you have. So it might seem like your professors are being overly critical. And I know some people whose professors are overly critical. That is true. I have had friends who complain about their professors, like being harder graders than, let's say, others Mm -hmm. in a different, teaching the same class, but just, you know, different And I feel like, especially in journalism, because so many of our professors are editors or writers for, you know, bigger papers or, you know, um, statewide papers. Like, Mm -hmm. one of my professors is uh, an upper-level editor at the um, Capital Times. So he's, like, covering the legislature and everything. And it's like he's also teaching introductory journalism classes here at ASU. So it's like... He has a right to be a stricter grader, but it can still be hard for students who are coming into this with next to no experience in journalistic writing. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with that kind of criticism? Well, for me, my problem was in fashion um, because these these professors were like, they're fucking, you know, fashion designers. You know, they're like, they know what it takes to be in the industry and in the business so it's like me silly little me I didn't take any fashion classes in high school because we didn't have those and so it's like you know how am I supposed to deal with like oh my stitch is off like how am I supposed to deal with my professor critically grading that because it was like you know whatever anyways I you just kind of kind of kind of you just kind of have to sit down and reflect and like see it from their point of view you know you you do have to be a little empathetic in college you just have to be like okay if I was a professor why did I grade it like that why did I like this not other thing and if you don't understand I always talk to my 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 and um yeah I would just talk to them about like whatever and be like hey I don't understand why you put this into the canvas or like what note you wrote into canvas like I don't know what I don't know what it means so I'll be like hey miss mr person professor what is what does this mean and they're there to like give you that kind of information they're not trying to hurt your feelings most of the time (laughs) they are just trying to help you become better in whatever field it is you're studying and Sometimes, yes, it might be overly critical, but consider where they're coming from, talk to them about it, and know that your value as a person does not come from your academics, your grades. I thrive off of academic validation. I won't even lie. But your worth and value as a person does not diminish just because your professor maybe gave you a lower grade on a project than you wanted. So... Yeah, to add on to that, basically, separate, like, your self-worth. I know it's so hard, especially probably for you, Larissa, like, separating your self-worth from grades, because I struggle with that, again, being, like, the quote-unquote gifted kid. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so, so hard, like, but you just have to be, you have to remind yourself to, you know, hey, this grade is not who I am, but, like, in order to improve my grade or like my next my future grade or like whatever you know sit and have a little talk with your professor I know a good majority of them are like super super passionate about what they're teaching and so like they want to like 
give you and pass on that information. They genuinely do. So. <sighs> Next topic is criticism from other peers in college. We go to Arizona State University, and you know how you doxing us. <sighs> it's okay. Cares. Anyways, you no, we go to, to Cronkite. I have. Never mind. Yeah. See, I'm Olivia's biggest critic. Just kidding. <laughs> I love you so much. She is um, my bi- biggest critic, and she is a mean girl. So she hey. tells me that I look. <laughs> you no. look very slay today. Thanks. I love you. Oh my god. Anyways, but being at ASU is again, like I said, it's one of the biggest universities here, like in the US, because we literally have four, soon to be five campuses. Um, and they're renaming Taylor places. Did you hear that? Gordon Commons. That's so ugly. <laughs> Why? It, I'm not getting into that. Yeah, me either. But anyway, but, so... No, it's a very big campus. Yeah. There's a lot of people to just sit and compare yourself to, whether it's academically, looks-wise, everything else in this ASU world. ASU is one of the top ten colleges in the United States with the hottest student body, apparently, according to Princeton Review from... If this I remember my sources correctly... My sources are Drake and Jack Harlow both tweeted that ASU has the finest college girls. So that's my source. So it can be very hard to like not compare yourself to these hot sorority girls that are being posted everywhere and like, you know, Mm -hmm. or you go to like a party and you're just like, oh my God, like I'm not getting any attention from any, like anybody, nobody's like looking at me, nobody's talking to me nobody wants to kiss me (laughs) nobody wants to do anything the party scene especially frats will be like no only let them in if they're like an eight or better yes i have literally been to a party where they were like oh we only did you get turned away from the frat no oh remember i told you like i went to that one penthouse party and it was like if you're an eight or above you can come in you know? That's right. Okay. So I am an eight. <laughs> You're a ten. I'm a ten. I'm an eleven. Yeah. Um, so I really have struggled with that because I'm not like the tall, skinny, blonde, you know, mm-hmm. sorority girl, vice president of whatever of nursing. <laughs> vice <laughs> president of nursing. You know what I'm talking about. I'm but, not one of those it girls that you. Like, when you think of it in a girl... You're not like other girls. Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not, not the stereotype like... of what a hot girl at ASU... Like, yes. You feel like you don't fit that. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. You're welcome. I'm it's okay. pretty brain dead. No, it's okay. But, um... Yes. But comparing I mean, yourself to your peers and feeling like maybe they're putting you down either intentionally or unintentionally, it can be very difficult to deal with that and to kind of monitor your feelings about your self-worth when you feel like you're being compared to these types of people. Yeah. So what have you done to try and, like, deal with that, Liv? I'm a Leo, so I'm in... <laughs> Continue. So, <laughs> I'm just a little bit narcissistic, so I just don't think I'm so hot. Sorry, my best friend. That, shout out to Cassie Axon. She just tried to FaceTime me. Um, so I always think that I'm, like, beautiful no matter what. 
But if you aren't <laughs> and slightly narcissistic, like we were talking about earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, I yeah, I literally have sat in bed just sobbing because I don't look like this one girl that I've, like, talked to or, like, you know, her girlfriends or, mm-hmm. like, her sorority sisters or whatever. And I'm like, why don't I look like that? Like, they literally or offer, offered to model swimsuits like that whole sorority because they're so gorgeous and, and skinny and before. like eh, but kind of. you know like they were given like hey this you know sorority is gonna go model these swimsuits like because they're just all beautiful and they're all pretty girls and i just like would sit there and i'll be like why don't i look like that why wasn't i offered you know like this mm-hmm. other thing and especially being in the fashion i guess industry industry not really but like fashion school i guess yeah there's so many creative people so many creative minds and they have like the coolest clothes or they make the coolest clothes and like i sit there and compare my like my creativity to theirs but looks wise you know you're given the body you're given the face that you have there's really nothing that you can like do about it you know like yeah, you can get plastic surgery, but how many college students can afford that, you know? Let's, I mean, let's, let's, let's college really, price. Right? So, you just have to, I mean... Learn yeah. to love yourself. Yeah, it's a long, hard process, but, like, do little things that make you feel like a better person. For me, I've always struggled with, like, that kind of, like, internal reflection. Yeah. Um. So, what I did is this can be really hard to do at first, but when I was feeling down or, you know, sometimes just in the morning getting ready, I would look in the mirror and I would force myself to list three things that I liked about my appearance. You're hot, you're beautiful, and you're sexy. My God, thank you. And I like your eyes. (gasps) Thank you. Oh my gosh. See, you just have to tell yourself that. You tell yourself these things, and then after a little while, it kind of becomes second nature. And self-deprecating jokes, I used to make them all the time. I was one of those people who would, like, point out a trash can and be like, oh, my God, me. But. <laughs> Outdated us. <laughs> yeah, no, like, literally eighth grade humor. But those self-deprecating jokes, they kind of, like, get into your mindset. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you start believing them. So start making self-aggrandizing jokes. I started making jokes saying, like, oh, my God, I'm so hot. I'm yes. so sexy. Everyone's make... in love with me. And now, you know, I, I believe on myself more. Exactly. Right? So you. And to be so completely honest nobody cares about anybody else like so many of these parties that you're going to and you're comparing yourself to like everybody else everyone is in their own world probably because they're on something drinking something or you know they're just so self-absorbed at like they're just like in their own little mind like their own little universe you know it's like them the guy that or girl they're making out with and like that's it that's all that's going on in their brain you know right. so like nobody is actually gonna like look at you and be like damn that person is so ugly like that's not <laughs> happening at all that's literally not happening at all exactly like everybody is super selfish and self-absorbed and, and even it's if okay. you, it, yeah that's fine like Honestly, 
be that's, like that. Yes, that's better than, like, sitting around and judging everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody really is judging you unless you're wearing, like, a trash bag or something. <laughs> Nobody's going to be looking at you and being like, oh, my God, get this person out of here. Mm-hmm. And if they are, like, some of those sticky little frat rats that are just like, ew, this person looks weird, like, kick her out of here or, like, they're not invited in, you know, don't, just don't go back. You don't need those you don't need validation you, from those people. Think you about really don't. My prime example, Elle Woods at that <laughs> Halloween party. You know, everyone was making fun of her. And then what did she do? She gave the graduating speech at Harvard. Exactly. Like Nobody. So if Elle Woods, Reese Witherspoon is getting judged by people. If Taylor, good Swift, crowd. if Taylor Swift can come back from reputation. Real. You can do anything. It's my favorite album. She literally created two songs on Midnight's that shows people she does not care about what everyone else thinks and anybody who was judging her is gonna get karma i was listening to karma on my way <laughs> as you should i was listening to karma earlier slay it's so, so good so if taylor swift the blondie the barbie herself is getting judged for her looks and ariana grande was being judged for her looks, she is stunning absolutely mm-hmm. stunning all these hot people that you think are hot and cool and like they're getting judged too we live in a society where (laughs) we live in a society society. no but we unfortunately do live in this capitalistic society where you are going to be judged no matter how hot you are no matter how much you conform to their beauty standards the standards are always constantly changing yes so if you followed the body trends in 2022 okay you would have gotten a bbl and a bbl reduction in the same year right you don't need to constantly look like whatever body is trending at the moment. All they're trying to do is tear femme presenting people down. And men, too. This happens to mask presenting people as well. This is, is also This is... True. It's just the beauty you don't industry have to, you trying know, to get money. Yes, this is very true. You don't, don't have to take... Capitalism. You, like, start de... Uh, what is it? De-influencing. That's what my favorite TikToks are. Watch a bunch of those. Like, you don't need these collagen products they're not doing anything they're not like going to work they're not going to make you bella hadid overnight like <laughs> you Literally. know like so, don't give in to the beauty industry's pressure to conform to whatever standard they're pushing this month and with that let's move into our last topic which is constructive criticism so a lot of what we talked about today is either our own self-criticisms or unfounded criticisms from others. Um, and a little bit of the professors was constructive criticism. But this is kind of how to handle it and how to respond to it. Because most constructive criticism is given to help you improve and to help you become better in whatever it is. But sometimes it can be hard to deal with, even though it's meant well. Olivia. Do you have anything to say on that? I had, I had a very grazed my grazed my cheek. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I'm holding up the microphone here, but I had a very hard time dealing with constructive criticism when I was younger, um, because I was that gifted kid, you know, in elementary school, and so I always dorks. Really, I was out here with my little complaining about it. (laughs) Had my little magic tree house books. In like early, that was a good series. I'm sorry. I was the like 
divergent on the games. <gasps> oh, like, that was me later in elementary. But dork nerd, and I was like, yeah, I can read all those, and like the movies aren't like the books, dude. Man, but shut up, little. <laughs> because I was that like gifted kid. Um, I don't even want to say stereotype, but kind of. It was hard for me to think that I could do anything less than perfect work because in my mind, everything I had to do had to be perfect. It had to be, you know, um, really good grades and, you know, excellent papers, all of this. I remember I got my report card back once and I had two B's on it. And I wrote an apology <gasps> note to my parents saying I was never going to talk again because I was so upset about it. And I brought it home and my parents were like, what are you talking about? This is fine. Like, we like that you get all A's, but you don't have to get all A's all the time. Like, you're, we're going to love you regardless. And I'm like, are you oh, really? well, I don't love that I got two B's. So I was really hard on myself. So when teachers or peers would give me, like, constructive criticism, I would be like, what are you talking about? What's wrong with you? I'm literally perfect. Like, I'm the smartest one in this room, including the teacher. (laughs) So, it took some time. And if it's not a 4.0, you can't touch my work. Exactly. (laughs) No, um, it took some time. And then I realized that there's always room for improvement. You might always, 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 always. Mm -hmm. Even Einstein got criticized. I don't know if that's true. I'm just making stuff up. But you know what? He probably did. Actually, people were making fun of the guy who figured out that the sun was. The oh yeah, they killed the guy who was like oh. The earth goes around the sun. Yep. But to be fair, that's not the best example of constructive criticism. Because well, that wasn't constructive criticism. That was just criticism. That was them being haters. True. But you know what I mean. You yeah. Get I get it. Um, like, people, people are going to be haters no matter people what. People are going to be but haters. But if they're trying to not be haters and they're just trying to help you improve. But you take don't take anything personally. For real. Right. Like, you have to just... Again, like I said, if you don't understand what they're saying or, like, you thought that you know, what you wrote or what you did was absolutely perfect and that, you know, you don't need any help, just sit there and, like, maybe you can explain, like, what you're trying to do and then, like, go from there and they can just help you build, like, a better statement on, like, whatever you were trying to do. It's, it's really, again, it's not that personal. It's just, like, everybody, as you just have to, like, having in the back of your mind that everybody means well and they just like want to help you just like as if you wanted to help somebody else approve you would give them constructive criticism like when I am editing our articles I'm like I don't want to hurt this person's feelings but like I need to change the sentence because it sounds weird you know so it's just like it's I just like you know want them to have a published article like that's tied to their name and I want it to be the best that it can be so they they're not like you know looking strange online you know what I mean I want I want it to I want to like help them and like have the most perfect article out for them so don't take constructive criticism personally it's all for beneficial purposes purposes and educational purposes and with that I think that's it for today. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to College Price Device. I'm Larissa May. 
I'm Olivia Madrid. And stay tuned next week where we will be talking about relationships. Have a great day. I to deal with those, those smelly, smelly relationships. Okay, bye.